0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to my podcast. Today, we have a really, really juicy, informative, educational, eye-opening, mind-blowing, light bulb going off Instagram live that I did that is recorded as a podcast for you, Um, and it is all about what is trauma. Trauma. So in this Instagram Live, I've answered a lot of the common questions that I get about trauma. How does it show up? How do we get trauma? What is trauma? Um, what are some examples of trauma? Like, can does everyone have trauma or do only some people have trauma? I went through kind of a little bit of like the understanding of why you get stuck in a trauma cycle and why you need to break the trauma cycle and how, you know, a traumatic event can affect every area of your life and how it can affect your hormones and how it can physically manifest in your body. So it is a juicy episode and I know that a lot of you are really fascinated in this stuff. I am. It's my favorite part to teach in the certification because I just find it so fascinating and it's just like the peanut butter to my jelly. So if this is you, then I would highly recommend, if you have trauma, Queen Alchemy or my one-on-one container is the best to go in. It's just dependent on like what you want to work on. So you can just let me know. Um, but if you want to be able to bring trauma healing to your clients, then you need to join the certification. So, uh, the certification we do, we do like, it's like 18 months, it's 55 weeks of content. Um, it's a lot and it's amazing. And we do a lot of, a lot on trauma and it's kind of integrated through the whole entire program, to be honest with like every different Uh, kind of topic. So trauma is just one of the key aspects, but we do stuff on sex and intimacy and feminine energy and masculinity and periods and hormones and the basis of coaching and the foundation of coaching and how to properly coach and asking the right questions and all these kind of things. So the syllabus is on the website for you to look at um, and uh, spaces are being taken for the 2021 round. So if you want to join, please get in ASAP. Do not sit on your bum. I will say And I'm going to do another um, podcast on this. Trauma does affect your ability to um, make decisions that are outside your comfort zone. So if you are feeling like you really are feeling the pull to do the certification and you're afraid of making that decision, you need to find safety in your body and then tune into that decision making and then send the email being like, I'd like to join or I'd like to accept my offer, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, also just a boundary that I want to make you guys aware of is that if any of you join a program or like you want to join the Tyrannic Queen Alchemy because the spots are nearly filled um, and we start in like a week or so um, and you haven't paid your, you don't, if you, if we like, are like, yep, you can join, here's your contract, here's your invoice, you have 24 hours to return the contract and pay the invoice. And from now on, if you don't do that in 24 hours, your space will not be held Um, and therefore you may actually miss out and like your contract will be void and the invoice will be canceled. So this is just because some people just like, it's like a wounded feminine trait, right? Where they get their invoice and then they just sit around and don't pay it, but they really want to join very, very wounded feminine trait, which I might do a podcast on. So I'm feeling the vibes today. I'm honestly in a really good fucking outfit. So I'm just like, it's vibrant. I've got all the chicken nuggets coming through. Um, So yeah, if you would like to join, you actually need to do it. You actually need to fucking do your invoice and your contract within 24 hours of us giving it to you. Otherwise, you will not be able to, that, that your space will not be held essentially and have to restart. We'll have to re-invite you if there's a space left when you like re-email us to be like, I was slow. Um, Anyway, in saying that, ladies, I hope that you're all doing these sexy boundaries and all that kind of jazz and you're all feeling amazing today. Let's jump into this podcast episode and I'm going to record some more. So keep a lookout. Also, I am doing today, I'm doing an Instagram live, which will already be done by the time this comes out with my friend Millie all about bringing sexy back to the new mamas. Um, I'm actually going to make, I, I know so many of you have asked like, when is your pregnancy program coming out? And I actually think I'm going to film it in Tulum is what I think I'm going to do. So keep ahead, keep a look, look out for that. Um, because it has been on the cards and I actually have brainstormed the whole thing. I just haven't gotten around to doing it. And I feel like Tulum would just be like a beautiful vibe because it's going to be like, I'm like going into a new space. I'm kind of going to feel like rebirthed, which I feel like is kind of fitting for the topic. Anyway, have a lovely day and the end. I love you all. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Spark podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff to go through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Okay, so today we're talking about like what is trauma and I'm actually going to kind of give you guys like a little bit of a mini... Lesson almost. Um, I'm actually gonna use my slides for my certification as guidance for like the basic things. So I've got like some things to go off. Um, Cornwall. Um, I've actually been there once before with an ex ex boyfriend. Um, so I feel like that ruined the experience to be honest. Um, anyway, that was before I did all this work. So yeah. Um, so I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of mini lesson today about what trauma actually is, and I'm actually gonna go off my slides um, from my certification because it's got all the basic stuff and I don't want to miss some of the points uh yeah the live is going to be recorded so it will like normally record and it will also be a podcast that I'll pop up in a few weeks time so you can listen to it as a podcast if you prefer that but I may actually show you guys a few of the things like of the diagrams so you may actually if you're listening to the podcast you may actually want to go watch the IGTV or the YouTube okay so firstly welcome everybody welcome welcome what the point, the the reason why I want to do this live for you guys today and the point of this was that I think a lot of people, they assume trauma has to be huge. They assume trauma is like military PTSD. Like I've seen someone die. I was gang raped. Like that's what they assume trauma is. And whilst that is a level of trauma, what I want you guys to really grasp today is that we all have trauma and there's just a different level of it. Um, I think trauma is something that's almost put on like, um, not like a pedestal, but like it's put as like this really, big thing and whilst it can be a really really big thing it can also really be a minor thing as well the bottom line is we all i'm not going to overload you guys today we'll go for like half an hour um the bottom line is, I say that right now probably like fucking five hours later, lol, the the, the reason um that I want to share this with you guys today is that because everyone has trauma and whether you have a little tiny bit of trauma or whether you have a lot of trauma, if you haven't dealt with your trauma, it's going to affect other areas of your life. So whenever someone's talking about you got to get to the root, you got to get to the root, what they're talking about is fix the fucking trauma that's caused the blockage in your life. So, oh sorry Jelly, let's say for example you're not feeling sexy in the bedroom, right? And you're like, why is this happening? I just don't feel like I have a libido. I just don't have the desire. Um I'm just like, I don't know why it's happening, right? And then someone says like, go get sexy lingerie. Now that might help for a little bit. It might Q, sexy lingerie. Uh, it might help for a little bit. It might make you feel a little bit sexy for a while. It might, it might make the sexy lingerie might definitely like spur some inspiration and some vibes to get you in the mood to want to have more sex. But the the thing is after a while, you'll be back to square one because the reason why you're not feeling sexy, is it because of the lingerie? Is it because you're not wearing enough lingerie? The reason why you're not feeling sexy is actually because of the trauma that's causing an energetic blockage in regards to your libido. So if we were to even pop this into like another example, like a health issue, for example, like I always say like your body isn't um, deprived of herbs when we're talking about period issues. So your body isn't like deprived of Vitex or deprived of like astragalus or something. Right. So the the, the the herb is going to kind of be like, it's still going to be a Band-Aid, right? The lingerie is still going to be a Band-Aid to the actual problem. The real root of the issue could be that your boss is causing your adrenal fatigue because it's causing you, your work is causing you so much stress. And while the astrologus could help your immune system so you're not getting sick so often because your adrenals, the astrologus isn't going to fix your adrenal fatigue. It's going to support your body whilst you get to the root cause. And a lot of people, they just Band-Aid Band aid, band aid, and they don't get to the root. And there's very similar people in the world, and this is a generalization, obviously, where they won't even know they have trauma because they're really fucking resilient. And I used to be one of these people. I am resilient, I am fiery, as a lot of you would know, um, and I don't have a problem. Most of the time, just being like pulling my fucking socks up and going ahead with life. And a lot of people are like that. And I think that resilience is off. Resilience is worn as a bit of a badge of honor, just like hustling is one of a badge of honor sometimes or you know, burnout It burnout from like being an entrepreneur is one is one as a badge of honor. So those resilient people, because they're resilient, they often don't even recognize their trauma because they're like, oh, this trauma, like that's not a big deal. People have way worse things to deal with. And in terms of the way worse things to deal with, a lot of people kind of gaslight themselves or just diminish their own trauma because they are like, other people have bigger issues. Now, whilst there may be bigger issues than the trauma of your dad working all the time, for example, which is trauma, whilst there may be bigger issues in the world than that, that issue is not invalid to you. It has caused patterns, issues, whatever in your life that still need to get fixed. So we're not saying that you um you know having an emotionally unavailable dad is worse than someone being killed in the war that's not what we're saying at all what we're saying is both are valid and both need to get fixed so a lot of resilient people and they're often type a personalities very fiery just like go-getters those kind of people they often carry the most amount of trauma because their resilience does a very, very good job at suppressing their trauma, where they w- they do have the personality type where they can keep going and keep going and keep going without having to stop and recognize things. Other people that are less of a type A personality or they um, don't have the ability to keep going and going and going, they are more likely to be like, I feel like something's going on because maybe they... Feel their emotions more they're more in tune with their emotions they're just they just slow down so they're able to reflect they're able to like hear their thoughts whereas fiery people and like go-getters often won't slow down so they don't even have a chance to hear their thoughts so resilient people often don't even realize they have trauma um because they're like i'm fine right so those people that are like my life's fine Often they're the ones that won't recognize they have trauma, so they won't fix it until something really bad happens. Those people are often the ones that need to hit rock bottom in order for them to actually reflect upon themselves. Now, this is, of course, a generalization for everything. Then you also have people where the people that say to you, I'm not angry, are the angriest people, and their anger is the most suppressed. Now, if you look at, say, I'm going to use Australia as an example just because I'm familiar with this example that I'm going to give, one-punch hit. So if you haven't heard of a one-punch hit, a one-punch hit is basically where often the person is drunk that that, that that does the punch and what happens is they get into a situation and they get really mad and they punch someone so hard in the wrong place in their head that it kills somebody and it's it's actually quite common in Australia unfortunately and a couple of things that I want to just tie into the Australia example and I and I believe that it's kind of apparent here in the UK to be honest not the one punch hint but what I'm about to say and also Canada I've been told by my clients is something called tall poppy syndrome like don't toot your own horn don't be too good at anything x y and z basically just be basic just be just fit in to everybody else don't be too loud don't be too much don't be too emotional just don't be too much of anything hence i don't really like australian culture it's just like fit in and just fit in with the crowd be a sheep kind of mentality now what then often happens with this is that people don't feel free to express their emotions they don't celebrate themselves and it causes frustration because they don't feel like they're ever enough for example because they don't allow others to praise them because they don't even praise themselves they maybe are feeling insecure and they don't voice it because they just need to fit in maybe they are too much and they're they're afraid of being too much but they're also afraid of not being enough at the same time that's often a really common dynamic and as a result all these emotions are bubbling beneath the surface and then they have a few drinks or a lot of drinks with their mates somebody pisses Them off, and all that rage comes out in that one punch hit. So, anger isn't dangerous. Unexpressed anger is dangerous because it will always get expressed in some way, shape, or form. Think about it like you know, when you have accidentally shaken a champagne bottle and it explodes everywhere. This happened when I was on my last photo shoot. It just the cork exploded and it hit the roof of the hotel and just sprayed everywhere imagine that is like a person with unexpressed anger because there will be a point a thousand and one percent there will be a point in time where somebody will trigger them enough to make them explode and they will what often happens is they have like a blackout rage attack where they don't even remember getting that angry it's just they get so angry they black out and that's dangerous, right? Because they can't control their emotions. Their body takes over because their body needs to express all of the rage that is being suppressed in them. And that's obviously unhealthy. But the healthy way to express anger is super healthy. So, I mean, I'm not going to go too much into sisterhood stuff, but when you look at the science and the psychology and the studies behind Um, girls versus boys and how at school boys are like told to express their anger and girls are always told be quiet be quiet be quiet and this is like full written in studies with statistics and x y and z as a result women have a lot of anger and as a result boys have anger as well as too but women have so much anger because we're not as women it's like no like be polite like don't be too much don't be too don't be angry like being angry is masculine being angry is like you're a man right? Or like you're weird and you're called bad names and I'm not even going to repeat some of them. I don't want to offend anybody. You're called bad, you love this certification, you're called bad names at school if you're like too much, too feisty, too aggressive. So a lot of girls they really tame their quote-unquote aggression and as a result they tame their quote-unquote bad emotions which aren't bad emotions at all. They're just the emotions of anger and Um, And being pissed off at somebody and grief and sadness and whatnot. So what happens is over time when you're not, when you don't feel safe to express these emotions or you're not taught how to express these emotions when you're young, what will literally happen is in your body, think of it like all of this energy, this cloud of energy gets stuck somewhere in your body. And that causes an energy blockage. And as a result, you may have a really closed off heart. And therefore, you feel like you can never connect to anybody. You feel like you can't feel deeply. You're not having the best sex of your life. You feel like you can't attract in any amazing partners. You're, you're, you are you're hate dating, for example. You feel like you can't have any solstice to friends. Maybe this cloud of energy is stuck in your womb if you're a woman. And so as a result, you're having endometriosis. You get PCOS. You have painful periods. This cloud of energy can be stuck in your back. And then all of a sudden, it manifests into back issues migraines everything jaw and you clench your jaw at night and grind your teeth it can be a whole host of reasons digestive issues you hold it in your digestive system i say this all the time guys the energy of safety is held in your gut so when you don't feel safe when you have all of this sadness grief fear anxiety adrenaline in your body all the time It can manifest into digestive issues so these traumas will manifest into physical issues eventually and what i want you guys to understand is that i want you to nip it in the bud before it gets to that place because we can reverse it i mean i do it all the time one of the girls from the last round of queen alchemy she posted in the facebook group yesterday her skin from pre-queen alchemy to post and the fucking difference i was just i mean i'm always blown away by the results But I was just like, it was amazing. Like it was, I mean, skin takes a while to like clear out. So we finished Queen Alchemy the beginning of December and this was posted yesterday. So a month after Queen Alchemy, like her skin, her acne is gone. Her acne is gone. And this is common, like women falling pregnant all of a sudden after trying for years, it's really common when they work with me or do Queen Alchemy. And there's no other reason for it besides the fact that they have cleared the energy that's stuck in their body that's causing these physical manifestations. So let me just, firstly, trauma. I've kind of said this already. So all trauma is, is an energy blockage. And what happens is over time, when you have this trauma that's held in your body, you get stuck in this trauma trauma cycle and the tiniest little triggers can trigger the reaction of cortisol and adrenaline in your body and as a result you get stuck in this trauma cycle where your body actually feels like it's reliving out the trauma even when it's not happening so let's say for example you miss the train right you miss the train and you all of a sudden get you get triggered by it because 3 years ago you missed the train for work and then you got fired that day that's trauma that's traumatic right if you didn't then go and release that that's actually traumatic and so now you've missed the train and you you have this massive gush of cortisol and stress in your body and what happens is your body feels like the trauma is happening all over again even though it's not so why it's so important to get yourself out of these trauma cycles is because it's really fucking bad for your hormones so it's actually really bad for your physical health when you don't release your trauma because every time you get stressed you will relive this trauma in your body it doesn't need to be in your mind it can be in your body you will relive this trauma until you break the trauma cycle so when we look at animals, for example, animals in the wild, if they nearly got, you know, if they nearly got killed, basically, it's really what happens. If they nearly got killed um, in the wild, what, what you'll see them happen is you'll see them start to shake and they start shaking and they wait until they stop shaking. When they're shaking, they're releasing their trauma. So animals in the wild, they shake, 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 shake until they stop and then they release their trauma. So they don't get stuck in a trauma cycle. Us humans, for example, we have a car accident, right? We're shaking in the car. Everyone runs over to you and tries to calm you down and and hug you. And I'm not saying don't go calm people down. It's this, my students always, my students asked about this of like, where's the balance then between when someone's having a trauma reaction to calm them down Versus letting them live it out, and I always say in those moments they want to know they're safe. So hug them and 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 it's okay. Like the trauma will be stuck in their body, and it's then there. It's their responsibility to then go and like release that afterwards, right? So let's say you're in the car accident. Everyone comes over to you and is hugging you because you're shaking, and it stops the shaking, right? But what happens is that you haven't naturally stopped the shaking, so the trauma from getting hit by a car or I T-boned someone, they ran a red light, and this happened to me. For I'm using this example it happened to me. So someone ran a red light and I T-boned them because they ran the red and I was going through. I T-boned them and I was like convulsing in the car. And of course, everyone ran over to me in the car and was hugging me and trying to calm me down X, Y, and Z. And that wasn't wrong. I didn't even know this back then. I hadn't gotten into any of this work. So um, that wasn't wrong or anything. Like I always say like, do that. But what it meant is that I had trauma after the car accident where every time I'd get in the car and if I was driving somewhere, I'd be nervous. And then if a car kind of pulled out from a side road, even if they stopped, my whole body would go into the reaction again as though I was in the car accident. And it wasn't until I went back and fully released that and broke that trauma cycle that now I don't get nervous anymore. Just like skiing, it's a similar kind of thing with like that whole ski accident, right? So essentially there's a trauma cycle and what I teach my students to do and what we would do in Queen Alchemy, what I would do in Queen Alchemy with you is that we actually have to go back and relive the trauma and then when we relive the trauma we can release it from your body and then it's done so when I, when you seen me on my stories like crying after a session because the client's crying because they're like oh my god like I'm finally not triggered by this, the reason why they're finally not triggered by it is for many modalities, like I've done many modalities with them and one of them being that we've actually gone in and released that trauma now what's really important is like safety in your coaching container is obviously really important so if you're wanting to be a coach and do this shit it's like this is why i said before on my instagram stories you can't do queen alchemy and then think that you can teach the modalities like that is so fucking ethically wrong i can't even explain it um and like if you're doing that like you should need to stop right now because it's not a vibe in your coaching um containers to just like take someone else's work kind of thing and when you don't know how to do it and what i'm always harping on about my students is like is like and we go through this whole entire thing but in short like safety is number one because your clients won't be able to release the trauma properly if they don't feel safe because you have to feel safe to be able to take yourself all the way back there and relive that trauma and then release it again so like your environment is really important um sorry sarah's texting me so your environment is really important that you're living in x y and z um to help facilitate that trauma release okay next thing I want to say um re-trauma is the fight or flight response so a lot of you guys have probably heard about the fight or flight response and basically when you get really stressed, you go into that fight or flight. When you're feeling relaxed, your body's, your nervous system is in the rest and digest. So what happens when you are continuously stuck in this trauma cycle and you haven't healed your trauma is that subconsciously your body is pretty much all the time in this fight or flight response, not because it wants to be, but because that's the, the way that it's used to living. And over time, that's really, uh, we well, not degrading. Uh, what's the word? It, uh, ruins your body over time it ruins your body hormonally physically emotionally mentally spiritually because you get to a point where your adrenals are like i can't keep releasing cortisol i'm out and then what happens is you go into low cortisol this is men and women then what happens is you go into low cortisol so you can't get out of bed in the morning you're hu- like hyper at night time you're on this roller coaster of energy through the day where one minute you have a little bit of energy then you crash again your skin's breaking out you can't fall pregnant your period's fucking everywhere. You've got no libido and this is what happens when your body is continually releasing cortisol so every time you feel that trigger from the trauma that you haven't worked on your body starts to release the cortisol and it's not a vibe. I mean, especially when we're living in a modern society where like a lot of things cause us to be releasing cortisol, um, you want to really minimize the things in your life that are causing a releasing cortisol. So things that you can't really avoid are like a random stress at work, or you're walking down the street and a car nearly hits you. Like those things are unavoidable, right? What you can work on though, to make sure that your body is not in this subconscious Continuation of releasing cortisol is making sure that you don't have subconscious stresses. A lot of people that will come to me with hormone issues. The reason, and they and they can't figure out what it is, what it actually is, is a subconscious stress that is continuously going off and they don't realize it. It's like a light bulb that is always on in their house and it's just burning away at the electricity. It's the exact same thing when you have a subconscious stress that's constantly burning away in your body. That's why you feel like you can't get your health on track, for example, or you can't get enough sleep at night or your skin's always playing up or your hair won't grow or whatever or you have rashes all over your body whatever it is okay so I want to go through some examples I want you guys to understand like a trauma scale is essentially what I call it um, I might have popped in these slides and then I can maybe show you but I've showed it to you guys once on my Instagram story if it's not here oh it here it is is this it? I've shown it to you guys once on my Instagram story, but basically I've made a trauma scale, right? I don't think it's here. Not something else. Okay. I've made a trauma scale, right? So what I want you guys to think about is, am I flipped? I don't know. Just think this, this side of the screen, right, is low-level trauma. This side of the screen is high-level trauma. Now, I'm going to go through examples, just examples of trauma on the trauma scale from low to high. And what I want you guys to understand is every single one of these is traumatic, every single one so we'll look at low level trauma you've got things like you lost your mom in the supermarket right um you like what you know when you were young and you like lose your mom and you like freak out for a second um another one could be that your dad traveled a lot when you were young the next one up could be that you were like slightly bullied at school the next one could be that you and your siblings fought a lot when you were younger and sometimes you felt a little bit unsafe around your brother but your mom would still like jump in and like fix the issue then going towards the middle it's like parents divorced right coming back a little bit further up towards that higher end of the scale you could look at things like you're an immigrant to a country and not a legal immigrant that that'd be one but not even an illegal immigrant just a normal immigrant so you didn't fit in at school another one could be up on the higher end of this of the spectrum could be that you were heavily bullied at school that you were raped that you were gang raped you watched someone get murdered you knew someone that got murdered you saw death when you were a kid so you can see i don't think it's on this on these slides you can see that down here on these lower level things they're much more minor things that um that's trauma another one down there could be that food was always on the table but money always felt scarce like your parents always said like don't spend that have to save have to save but there was still food on the table but it was always like save 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 that's traumatic around that's trauma around money and that'd be more at the lower level end of things right so I want you guys and like emotionally unavailable dad that's at the like a little bit at the lower end of things but it's still trauma. And why I want you guys to understand this is because I grew up in a, some of you would know this, I grew up in a typical, perfect, privileged family. And I still had so much trauma and I thought that I didn't. I thought I didn't have any fucking trauma until an ex boyfriend hit me in the fucking face with it, right? So to paint a little like really brief picture, food was always on the table. Um, we grew up, I grew up in New York, we moved to Sydney, I went to a private school in Sydney, we moved to Melbourne, I went to a private school in Melbourne, we moved house a lot, I will say like I've moved your house a lot of times, my dad worked all the time and was very, and is very emotionally unavailable, better so now that I've accepted him and I've done a lot of work on myself, he's not nearly, I don't feel like he's as nearly emotionally unavailable and that's on my behalf, right, this is what happens when you heal your shit, um, so th- my dad being emotionally unavailable and traveling all the time, sometimes for like four to six weeks when I was really young when we were living in New York, that was what caused me a lot of trauma. And then going forward in school, I got all my de- validation off men. So I got myself into some pretty bad sex situations because that was my way of getting validation because all I wanted was daddy's love. And I went up and up and up and like through my life. And there's many examples that if you're a client, you hear it all. That, it was still a pretty perfect upbringing. I went to schools. I didn't have a problem with, there was no problem with money. I have, I have two parents. My parents are still together, that kind of stuff. And I still had trauma. So even if, and this is why I love actually that I, that I actually, I used to actually think, true story. I was at Tony Robbins event one time and I actually told my mom, I wish that you guys like fucked me more because I feel like I don't have a good enough story to, like become big like Tony Robbins because if you look at a lot of people like that and Oprah and stuff they've got like they've been through horrendous things right and so I internalize that I have to have been through horrendous things in order to help a lot of people but actually I kind of love now that I haven't been through like morbidly horrendous things I've had my fair share Um, because it allows you guys to see, oh, I, I don't have to have seen someone get murdered or I don't need to have, you know, been gang raped or something in order for me to actually have trauma. So, um, you know, obviously some of you would know I had my ski accident that caused me a lot of trauma for like three years. Um, you know, I've had, um, a bad car accident, like light, I, um, I've had a lot of different physical issues, right? And those physical issues was were because I was so shut down in my body. I was so disconnected from my feminine and I was so heavily masculine orientated because I had the story in my head that I wanted to be like dad because dad was the successful one and that I didn't want to be like mom because mom wasn't the successful one and that was a story that played out in my head right so to be more like a man is better and to be like a woman isn't good so I shut down my feminine as a protective mechanism and I want you guys to understand this that the way that your trauma is showing up with whatever protective mechanisms you've got going on right now whether it's you being really resilient whether it's you shutting it down whether it's drinking whether it's you know, um, having too much sex, like with random people, and it's all just like for the sake of you not feeling your emotions, whatever it is, I don't want you to feel like you need to feel shame or guilt about it, because your body is actually trying to protect itself from it, that's what I want you guys to understand, like whatever your reaction is to your trauma, however you're trying to not feel it, cover it up X, Y, and Z, it's actually your body's way of protecting you from feeling too much it's your body's way of protecting you from feeling quote-unquote unsafe it's like in a very fucked up way you're feeling safe now what can then happen that you need to be really careful of is that actually can create an addiction to your trauma so let me give an example so an example is some and this is like and I'm not saying this is everybody but I'm just gonna it may trigger some people so just trigger warning for anyone that has depression or anxiety some people can get really addicted to their depression and their anxiety some, right? keyword. Um, don't internalize this if this does not relate to you. Some people can because they create friends that are all depressed. They create friends that are all anxious and their whole story is I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I have anxiety. I have depression. And what happens is they actually will often get more sympathy from others because of it And as a result, they create this identity for themselves and they actually are addicted to their trauma because they get something out of their trauma. Now, you can even get addicted to your hustle because your hustle like you're hustling and you overworking and burning yourself out is a way for you to not slow down and feel an x y and z that I used to do and I got addicted to the hustle I got addicted to stress because that was my way of feeling good because if I slowed down I didn't want to feel what I had to feel so people can be addicted to their trauma because it's actually a way of them um, making themselves not feel what's underneath the surface And their trauma can create an identity for themselves. And that identity can make them feel like they have a purpose or that they are important or X, Y, and Z. And again, there is nothing to be ashamed of if that is you. It is your opportunity to heal it if you are wanting that and if you're ready for that. And it's your body actually trying to help you to stay alive in this world. Your body's job is keep me alive, keep me alive. So it will do whatever it needs to do in order to keep you alive that's the bottom line okay so something else that i also want to mention is i've said the addiction to trauma piece um i want to also mention about disassociation. so oh actually no i want to use this one i had an example before oh yeah some people get addicted to their money story trauma because it gives them validation so the broke friend okay i will give you a massive generalization right now this does not apply to anybody and if sarah you're listening to this it does not apply to you not my ea but a past client um artists artists we were actually talking about this in the certification call with my students on monday about this right So if you're an artist or a musician, now this is not the case for everybody, obviously, but there are a lot of artists and musicians where they get addicted to this story of the broke artist living off two-minute noodles, it's so hard being an artist, I don't get paid for what I love to do, blah, 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 right, the victim story, and... uh, These artists, they get addicted to being broke because it actually gives them something to complain about, which feels good. So when you're complaining, when you're being a victim, you actually feel important in that moment doing it. So you get addicted to that feeling that you get that hit of all the good hormones you get addicted to that so you keep doing it the complaining the poor me it actually becomes addicting just like drama like talking all about all the drama and bitching to your girlfriends that's also an addiction you get addicted to the hit that you get from you feeling like you're a part of something or feeling like you're important so These artists, for example, can get addicted to their broke story of I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, because that actually makes them feel like they're doing something right. Because in the industry, it's like normalized to be a broke artist. And if they were making a lot of money, they would actually feel like they're not part of the artist group. Can you see where I'm going? They're not part of the artist group. And if you're alone, you die in your brain, if you're alone, you die, especially as a woman. So they will continue to stay in this trauma cycle because they feel like they're a part of something. Okay. So you guys, so I'm glad this is interesting for you guys. You're so welcome. I love this shit. And all my students are like, the trauma shit is so interesting. Like it's heavy and I love it. It's my favorite topic. For some of them, like, the sex and everything has been their favorite topic so far because I've asked them. But for me, the trauma stuff is the juiciest. I love it. It's it's dirty. It's deep. It's gritty. I love it. Um, something else I want to mention to you guys is disassociation. So while some people can like feel their trauma and they are crying over it and they know they have trauma and they feel it because they have painful sex or they feel it because they have painful periods or they feel it because they can't connect in relationships so they're always running away from something x y and z some people's way of processing trauma not even processing sorry some some people's way of dealing not processing their trauma is to disassociate it's that avoidance mechanism it's just disassociating now what can happen as a result is that you can start to have sex where you disassociate during the sex. And as a result, you're... Some of you have this because I have goosebumps. As a result, like a lot of goosebumps, as a result of this, you're... Where was I going? uh, Some of you are dissociating in sex and therefore... I've had a total brain fart with my train of thought. Um, Oh, yeah. And therefore, you're not experiencing the amount of pleasure that you want to experience, Right? because you're actually out of your body and you're numbing out as a way to protect yourself. It's like, oh, that's an easy route for me to protect myself, I won't feel. Now, this will be very often the case for women. Men are more likely to go into fight or flight in traumatic situations because men, they know they can run fast and they can fight, right? Majority of us women, and not majority, all women's biology in our brain, we know that we cannot run as fast as a man, especially if we're in a threatening situation. Situation with men we cannot run as fast we cannot really fight them and there's just no chance in hell that we're gonna fucking win this thing right so we will what will be what we will often do is we will either freeze or and or we will disassociate. So we numb out. This is why, you know, some of you may have all the tactics and then you get into a trauma, you, something happens and you're in a trauma response and you just numb out. And it's like, you're not in your body. You can't do anything. You can't say anything, that kind of stuff. And why it's so important to recognize this is because what that, that's just dangerous for yourself. You don't feel empowered in your body because you're so worried of getting into a situation where you're just going to freeze. And I get this because I use I've done the freeze response before. A lot of women will do the freeze response when they don't want to have sex. They will disassociate or they will freeze. I'll talk about dissociation in a second, and it it means if you haven't cleared this, if you haven't dealt with it, and you and if you haven't rewired your nervous system. It's dangerous because it's dangerous for your mindset because you won't feel safe around men, you won't feel safe walking late at night, X, Y, and Z, because you will your brain will actually be worried that you'll go into a freeze response. Now, there is nothing wrong with going into a freeze response. It's actually your body's way of protecting you. Your body in that moment is like: if I freeze, the predator might not see me, they might not hear me, and they'll walk past me. So think of it like we're in the jungle, right? And you hear this massive tiger. As women, we are not going to fucking run or fight from that tiger. We probably have a kid in our arm too. So what we're going to do is we're going to like hide and be quiet, right? So that's the, that's option one of like the hiding. Option two could be that you just freeze, right? And you may play dead. And then the tiger's like, oh, they're already dead. Keep walking, right? Or the tiger would probably eat you anyway. But like another example, whatever. I'm just trying to think of examples off the top of my head. And then the other option is you disassociate now you can freeze and then disassociate as well when you disassociate you numb out of your body so that you don't feel pain so if you've been raped sexually abused anything like that or been you know like physically abused emotionally abused whatever it is very often you will numb out and sorry you'll disassociate and numb out and the reason why you do that is because then you don't have to feel the pain of what you're about to feel right That's why you do it. So it's your body's way of protecting you. Now, why this is so important for you to recognize is that until you have rewired that and you've healed that and you've fixed that, you've broken that trauma cycle, you will then continue to stay numb during sex, during going on a holiday, right? Where you're meant to feel ecstatic amounts of pleasure. You just don't. You can't feel pleasure from fresh fucking water. You can't feel pleasure from the warmth of a cup of tea. You can't feel pleasure from the feeling of lace on your breasts. And the reason why you can't feel pleasure or pain even, you won't you may not cry very often, you may not feel a lot, someone pisses, someone really hurts you and breaks your heart and you're like, whatever, I don't really feel it. That is because you're actually numbed out. So you're living a life that's numbed out, so you're not able to experience as much pain and you're not able to experience as much pleasure right so whatever your freeze response whatever your trauma response has been whether it's fight or flight whether it's freeze whether it's disassociate whether it's be quiet or it can even be to it's called Stockholm syndrome is what some of you might actually be aware of it as is it can be to like love the predator so if it's like your abuser you can start to actually become friends and become like in love with your abuser because it's actually your way of kind of manipulating yourself into being like i'm safe i'm okay x y and z because that is easier to do than constantly hating on somebody or constantly being afraid of someone so your body's always going to adapt we've adapted during 2020 with all the COVID stuff happening we've adapted because we are adaptive creatures we actually adapt pretty easily unfortunately in these scenarios and as a result Our neurotransmitters have changed during COVID, where people are now getting depressed by being free because they want to stay inside all the time. Our neurotransmitters have changed and that we don't maybe know how to communicate very well anymore with people outside of us. We feel weird when we're talking to people. We don't want to leave our houses as much. We feel tired all the time. We don't want to go out and see our friends And it's not because we're broken, it's actually because as humans we are adaptable. Now, it does not mean that our biology has changed. We are still fucking primal creatures, right? so it doesn't mean that, but what it means is that we can adapt when we need to. We can adapt when we need to. So the way that you are trying to get through your life so that you don't have to continue to relive your trauma all the time is you adapting. And what I want you guys to understand is, but you don't have freedom. There is no freedom in your mind, in your body, in your heart, in your soul, in your womb, in your pussy, in everything. There is no freedom there. You don't have the inner peace. You don't have the contentment. You don't have the the joy. You don't have the open heart and you don't have that feeling of freedom in your body. You maybe feel like someone else has taken something from you. You maybe feel broken. You maybe feel like you're not enough or you're not worthy or everything's just too hard or you're depressed or you're anxious all the time and it's not the way that you need to live um the way that you want to be living is you want to feel free you want to feel free in your fucking body you want to feel free in your mind where someone could say to you like on instagram you're like a porn star and i'm like lol right because you don't take shit personally because you're because that doesn't trigger any trauma within me now if someone said that to me when i was 18 or 19 that would have really fucking triggered me right that would have really fucking triggered me um but now it doesn't trigger me because I've dealt with all my trauma and I have faced people that have uh like abused me I've faced people when I didn't even know I was like I just walked into the the bank right and he was standing there um and uh, I don't get triggered by it I don't and you'll read about this in my book once it's out it's gonna be the first time that I like talk about it publicly not because I don't not because I don't need to talk about it publicly but I just like to share it with my clients I don't really need to put it everywhere um because I've like dealt with it and I don't want someone to pay me because they can like tra- like have a trauma bond with me right they need someone needs to hire me because they're like Monica can fix the job not because like oh I can trauma bond with Monica because we've been through the same stuff right you'll find that out once you've hired me based off other reasons anyway so this shit works this shit works because you'll be able to face those people that have tr- that have traumatized you and not feel triggered and that's what I want you guys to understand of like your triggers the things that are causing you problems your pa- your painful sex your you know inability to cry and ability to feel pleasure painful periods, like they will disappear. You've seen it so many fucking times every round. What are we on round six, round seven? I can't, can't even keep up with Queen Alchemy. Plus all the rounds of the mastermind beforehand before I blended them. And there's I can't even count how many women have gotten their periods back magically, fallen pregnant magically, um, or fixed their endo magically or any of their period period issues. And it wasn't a result of like eating more fucking chia seeds. It was a result of them fixing the internal stuff because your brain is sending signals to your body all the time and vice versa. Right, So you have to have that combination. So when you go to Reiki, for example, and you only get the energy healing, whilst that's great, you haven't involved your brain in that, so your brain is still going to get triggered and send that trauma, um, send that trigger and that fight or flight response to your body, which is going to still trigger the fucking thing. Right, This is what I'm saying. So you want to do it all in conjunction. You need to use your mind and your body when you're healing trauma and, and breaking your trauma cycle. You can't just do one. Let me see if there's anything else that I want to talk about. Um clearing trauma, you don't okay. Uh anything else that I wanna mention? You guys would have seen this also in my one of my latest Instagram posts of when it comes to sexual trauma. So when it comes when it comes to embodying your sensuality and and your femininity when you have not dealt with your sexual trauma. I don't care what fucking environment you're in. Your body does not feel 100% safe. I don't care whether you're with the man of your fucking dreams. If you have not cleared your past trauma, you are not having the sex that you could be having and the pleasure that you could be having because there is still that feeling of unsafety or instability. Sorry, Jelly. Fuck, I just kicked him in the head. Um, There is still that feeling of unsafety or instability in your body. Um, So safety is fucking key with all of this stuff. Obviously, healing your trauma will fix the the sex issues. And then... um, And then rewiring your nervous system, rewiring – like, understanding how – to work with your nervous system is a game fucking changer and a lot of my clients are like that was honestly one of the biggest things for me of being able to rewire my nervous system and learn how to actually control it in situations because that's what causes that constant fight or flight and you don't want that obviously you want to be able to stay in that rest and digest because also when you're in a stress response you can't think clearly either so if you are in a dangerous situation and your nervous system goes into that fight or flight response because it's triggered straight away and you don't know how to control it and you don't and you haven't like detriggered yourself essentially you also can't think straight in those traumatic in in those stressful situations right so when someone's in a stressful situation it's like I will not with my clients but if I was with like a friend or whatever I will bring them back down I will hug them I will ground them and it's like right like once your nervous system is back down now go fix the issue because you're not in a stress state. There is a question that I'm going to answer and then I have to go. Do you need to identify your trauma to clear it? Oh my God, this is such a good question. So, okay, so if you're with me, the answer is no. Like bottom line is, ladies, you can't clear your trauma yourself because your trauma is hidden because it doesn't want to be found. And the job of a coach is to find it and is to be your review mirror, right? So I can see things that you cannot see. The reason why you can't see them, the reason why they're called shadows because they live in the fucking shadows, right? You can't see your own shadows until somebody generally points them out to you. So with your trauma, a lot of the the time, we will go into a modality and trauma will come up that you don't even remember or you didn't even realize. And the answer to your question of, do you need to know, like identify your trauma to clear it? The answer is no. And the reason why I say the answer is no is whilst it can be helpful to be like, this was a situation, a lot of the time you won't remember your trauma because you've wiped it from your memory and that's fine. And, um... And a mistake that people can make is like putting pressure on themselves or putting pressure on their clients to like figure it out, like figure it out. And it's like, um, that pressure is not going to help them figure it out once. And you don't need to figure it out in order to release the emotion from your body. What will often happen is once you start to release, then things will come up and you'll be able to piece the pieces together. Also, the benefit of me being psychic is that it happens before of where we'll be in a trauma clearing and I will be out, I'll pinpoint like, things I'm like oh this is coming through of what it is the client won't remember it will clear like the energy of it and then I'll tell her at the end and then like this happened before where then she'll like the session will end or whatever and then she'll have a dream or all of a sudden she'll have a flashback 12 hours later or something and she was like oh my god like everything you said like that happened I just remembered it like you kind of triggered my memory to be like remember these little things and then Because the trauma was already gone when she remembered it, it wasn't triggering. And I checked that. I was like, Did you, were you triggered when you remembered it? And she was like, No, I wasn't triggered. I was fine. So it's pretty magical shit, right? For you to be able to like remember your trauma one minute and be like in the fucking sweats or freezing cold or shaking and crying. And then like half an hour later, it's like, Oh, lol. Like that's fucking amazing shit. And that's empowering for you and whatever. Anyway, I'm gonna leave it there, guys. I've done, well, I said 30 minutes and it's been 50 minutes. I knew that was gonna happen. Are there any other really quick questions that I can answer and then I actually really have to go? Are there any other really quick questions that I can answer? Obvious things are, if you wanna be able to do this with your clients and do all the modalities, join the certification. and It will be closed for 18 months after this and then, if you want to do Queen Alchemy, join Queen Alchemy. Plus, I'm going to be in Tulum. So, like, it's a no-brainer. Join Queen Alchemy. You guys are so welcome! I would love for you to share this on your Instagram story if you feel called. So that more people can understand this. Because it's pretty important shit to just, like, have a little bit of a basic like, understanding. And this is, like, basic. Like, the trauma modules in the certification are, like, hours long. And, like, a lot of shit. So, um... There's like multiple weeks on trauma stuff as like a foundation. And then we like go from there with like sex trauma and sisterhood wounding and like blah, blah. So if you want to learn all that, join the certification. Any questions, send me a DM or send Sarah an email. She can answer it just as well as I can. It's actually sometimes better because she has the time to like type away and she loves customer service. I literally was asking her today, is there anything that you don't love with your job? And she's like, no. I'm like, do you really love customer service she's like yeah I love talking to your clients like I just love talking to everyone I'm like you enjoy sitting and writing emails all day she's like yes I'm like okay so you can be sure that Sarah is putting all the vibes into the emails when she sends them to you guys Queen Alchemy closes uh like end of the month but it's probably going to fill up before that because there's already 23 spaces taken and I think I'm only going to take a maximum of 30 this time just so I can ease into it to the year I mean I could I think I'll do – no, Sarah said 32 we can do. Um, But, yeah, I'm not going to take more than 32 because I don't really want to push it um, for myself. So if you snooze, then you may lose spots because that's – it's been open for how many days? And there's 23 spaces that are gone. So I wouldn't sit around. Um, All right, I'm going to leave it there, guys. Oh, there's another question. Okay, cool. Quickly answer this question. Oh, can we say hi to Jelly? Sure. (laughs) Let me get him. Jelly, baby let me get him one second everyone wants to say hello to you you're famous he's famous and looking a little bit ratty to be honest um he needs to go to the groomer you looking a little bit ratty baby say hi jelly hi he's just like so fluffy oh big yawn he's just so fluffy aren't he you can talk into the microphone oh he's just licking the microphone there we go. All right. Say good. Oops. Low power mode. Hold on. Okay. Say goodbye to everyone. Oh, such big yawns. <laughs> big kiss for mummy. Okay. Um, really nice to be able to do this for you guys. Um, any questions? You can let me know. But yeah, the I love doing the trauma stuff. It's where, it's uh, it's my fucking jam. It's the peanut butter to oh baby. It's the peanut butter to my jelly. So if you want to do this work, you can be rest assured that I fucking love doing it so much and I'd be really humbled and grateful to be able to help you. <sighs> have an amazing weekend, everybody, or as good as it can be in London, if you're wherever you are in, oops, wherever you are in the UK, if um you're also in lockdown, I will see you guys on the gram. Thank you for joining. I'll see some of you in Queen Alchemy as well. I'm so excited for all of you that have already joined and the cert, oh, it's just all the vibe, all the vibe. I feel like 2021 is going to be lit because soon we're all going to be able to travel again normally. So look out for that. Oh yeah. And if any of you guys want to come to one of my events, I'm like 99% sure that I'll be able to do one at the end of the year. And we do some epic, epic trauma release during that too. And if any of you are going to ask, oh, should I wait for that and not do Queen Alchemy? I have a lot of girls that do both because they're just so different. They're different and you get different things out of them. Um, And I honestly recommend doing both. There's not one that's better than the other. Um, I think that the length of Queen Alchemy allows you to have a lot of integration time. And then obviously... uh, obviously, the three-day events. It's like, and all the breath work and the anger release and the processing and blah, blah, blah allows you to have, like, a really deep level trauma release because there's so many of you doing it in a room and I'm there, like, guiding you. Honestly, doing breath work together and my type of breath work is out of control because I'm the music that I play and the way that I do it, I make the whole floor vibrate. So all the cells in your body are, like, vibrating out all this trauma. It's fucking crazy. I'm, like, having an orgasm whilst all of you guys are, like like, on the floor, just, like, having exorcisms, and it's, it's honestly a vibe. Anyway, I actually really have to fucking go, and it's 5.55. We will end here, 5.55 p.m. Love you all. Thank you for your constant support, and have an amazing weekend. Bye! So I hope that was really informative for you guys. Please do not forget that Queen Alchemy is currently open for enrollment for the first round of 2021 and it's going to be held in Tulum. So fucking vibe. Um, And also the certification is open for enrollment at the moment. So if either of those are pulling you, make sure you get on in and that you apply for the cert or that you email us about joining Queen Alchemy.